and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's that time of the year again where we give our season predictions. Now, with me, I'm host Andy first of all. Back with me as usual with our two guests who've been on the last two years for our season predictions. Back with me today are Steve and Luke. How are you, boys? I'm pretty good, to be honest. I'm hopeful for the season. What about you, Luke? Uh, Well, more hopeful than last season. Let's just put it that way. But, I mean, in fairness, for a tanking season, it wasn't that bad, actually. It was quite entertaining, so you can't really complain. But uh, hopefully better this year. I mean, you know, three (laughs) wins. Worst record in the league, but then you did trade that pick down with the Panthers. So, yeah, I think he did well. And obviously got DJ Moore as part of that. Um, So, yeah, we are here for our third annual instalment of our season predictions. Now, I won the edition last year and Steve won it in 2021. So, Luke will be hoping that this year he can finally, finally win this. (laughs) (laughs) Predict the Bears to win the to, to win the division and you'll be fine. I am feeling good about this. I'm feeling like I'm a winner to this this time. Feeling like a winner. Come on. So as per usual, right. we are going to give our predictions for each division from fourth to first, as well as other categories we're doing. So the categories we are doing, as well as the teams with the first to fourth, fourth to first in each division. We're also giving our three wildcard teams from each conference, as well as our comeback player of the year, our surprise team, most disappointing team, the team who will have the 2024 first overall pick, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, offensive player and defensive player of the year, MVP, AFC winners, NFC champions, and finally, right at the end, we'll do our Super Bowl winners. And oh boy, just wait until you hear mine. Um, So we're going to start off... This time with the NFC rather than the AFC, heading on to the NFC East first, which is obviously is Steve's division uh, with his Philadelphia Eagles. So, Steve, going to you first, um, from fourth to first, how is the NFC East going to look in 2023? So, let's start with the obvious. Uh, bottom of the pile is going to be the Redskins. Now, sorry, the Commanders, sorry, the whatever it is they decide to change their name to next. The... The thing with that franchise is, yes, it's great they got rid of Dan Snyder. That man is not just a cancer on their team, he's a cancer on football. But he's left an absolute mess behind, and it will take them a good few seasons to fix that. Um, they're starting Sam Howell at quarterback this year. All right. Uh, not, I guess he's the kind of best of what you could find on the market. But um, let's be honest, that's not a quarterback that's going to win your league. That's a guy who kind of he's a couple of seasons away from even being kind of a level of a Daniel Jones. Um, they still have for me you know, one of the, the top three wide receivers in the league in Scary Terry. Um, they've added uh, they've got a decent run running game, but the pass rush is terrible and the secondary is awful. And they've got three teams with big off well two teams with big offenses and a team that just grinds you um, going up against them. And I just think they're gonna they're gonna have another torrid season. Third. Straight away, that's an easy one. The Giants, uh, I think they're going to fall back from last year. They drafted well. I love D-Ball as a coach. I love that kind of smash mouth, run first, you know, but let Daniel Jones take off when he needs to approach. But again, it's a team that's they're still a good couple of seasons away. They need a couple more pieces before they're in contention. And they're a team that can easily get a winning season, 9-8, 10-7, but they're not a team. You know, at a push, they could make a wild card, but I can't see it. Um, I think they're going to drop back a little this year, but I still think they're they're a very strong team and they are a team that's got a really good future ahead of them, especially with Dave Orr, the head coach. Um, second is going to be the Cowboys. Their problem comes at quarterback. Um, it doesn't come a, a running back. It doesn't come a wide receiver. They've got some excellent tight ends in there. They've got arguably the best defensive player in the league in Micah Parsons. But at the same time, it's putting it together. 
And Mike McCarthy, when he's le- got elite-level talent, he can win things. When he's got mid-level talent, which is what he's got there with Dak Prescott for quarterback, he'll he'll win. He'll have a winning record, but he's not going to be he's not going to be setting Heather on fire. Um, they'll be about ten and six, eleven and set, eleven and five, uh, eleven and six, twelve and five this year. And then at the top, obviously the Eagles. Um, nothing lost from last year's team that hasn't been replaced with better. Um, I think we've had, when I came on your podcast earlier, Andy, I was talking about how well the Eagles drafted this year, how fortunate we were to let certain people drop further down the uh, down the ratings, uh, down the rankings, from off-field issues. Um, but the Eagles are the perfect franchise for players who have off-field issues, because you come here, and it's like the Eagles, the, the Philadelphia media doesn't make anything of it. They're like, you're a Philly player, so you're a Philly player, and we back you no matter what. And uh, that kind of team mentality that Sirianni is, is composed just it just breeds success. Um, and we're going to see a really good performance in the Eagles this year. I reckon 13 and 4. I mean, yeah, if you haven't yet listened to um, you know, Steve's appearance on our podcast for our Eagles season, please do check that out. Um, but I totally agree with you. I've got the exact same uh fourth to first. You know, I just think that the commanders, I think, will go places, just not straight away. I don't think Josh Harris can do anything straight away. He's coming quite late into the off season, but I think certainly next year or the year afterwards, I think don't rule them out of the, you know, the Drake May or Caleb Williams situation. So I think, but for this season, maybe a year too early. Uh, but finally for you, Luke, um, how is your fourth to first looking for this division? So uh, I had the Eagles coming last. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I pretty much had the same as you guys. Um to be honest, Steve, I'm not sure I completely buy the whole Dak Prescott is average malarkey, to be honest. I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he's better than you give him credit for. But you are a divisional rival, so you are entitled to think that. It's the same as what I think of uh, my divisional rival QB. So I mean, I'm not going to argue the toss too much on it. But I do think the Eagles will probably win it. Um, I think the Cowboys might run you closer than you think, actually. But it'll be interesting to see what happens because, you know, I think I think like anything else, it, it really just, most of it relies on you being injury-free and not losing one of the key members of your, your especially your offence. Um, but I think, assuming that everybody gets the same sort of levels of injuries and stuff like that, then the Eagles should win it, no problem. So it's Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. And the Commanders are going to be dreadful this year. I mean, oof, I just don't, I don't like what I see at all. I think the Commanders may win more than you think. I don't think they'll be you know, anywhere near a playoff contention. Maybe I'll stretch, you know, in the wild card conversation, maybe it was four or three games left of the year, maybe week 16 or week 15, they'll still be involved. But I just don't think that, I think Juan Vera, I think there's a coach in there. We saw that with Panthers, but I don't know whether it was working out at the Commanders uh, team he's got. But I think you've got some good players there. You've got you know, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson. You know, you've got a great defensive line, which is probably their biggest strength. So I think they... Yeah. I think they could do something, but I just don't think it's um, you know, going to be any time soon. Um, particularly with you, Luke, I'm heading on to your division, which is the NFC North, which is your Bears. Of course, if you haven't yet listened to Luke's appearance on the Chicago Bears episode we did, uh, do check that out. But for you, Luke, um, who's finishing first, second, third and fourth? OK, well, I'm going to go in reverse order now. I'm, unsurprisingly, I'm taking the Packers to finish last. I, I think, what although I've heard... Luck. A lot of people have said that they, they heard good things about love, but I'm not buying it. I am not buying that at all. 
Um, I think he's going to be a significant downgrade for them. And I don't think they'll be anywhere near as good. I think they're going to struggle a lot this year. And they could, you know, easily finish bottom. Um, I'm going to be the ever the optimist. And I'm going to say the Vikings finish uh, third. We finish second and the Lions finish top of the division. division. Now, that said... Here's what I think. I think the Lions are possibly the most hyped team in the history of the world at the minute. They're not nearly as good as everyone thinks they are. But I do think that the NFC North is probably going to be a bit of a coin toss this year in terms of like you know who wins it and stuff. Um, I'm being super optimistic that I think the Bears will finish second in the division. But you just never know. I mean, for, from my point of view, I think anything above seven wins is a win for me for the, as being a Bears fan this year. And and the the, the kind of under over is about 7.5 wins as far as I can see. So that seems reasonable to me. Um, I think the Vikes will probably take a step back. I mean, they, they like I said, I think in, in the pod before, they were extremely lucky last year and, and, and finished a lot of games where they were single, you know, within one win. Uh, one point, you know, or, or you know, one uh, score of a win. And that can't continue. So I suspect that they'll take a major downgrade and I don't think they will be as good. Um, and I, I also think that, that Cousins will probably not be as good either. And I think you might what you might find is they'll move on from them at the end of this season. So I think it'll be interesting. But I do I do like what the Lions are doing, much as I hate saying it, but they are overhyped. I mean, they're not going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. They're, you know, um, but I think I, I will take them to win the division, grudgingly, I must say. That is interesting because my NFC North is completely different to yours in every every position. So I've got the Vikes actually winning the division. I think, um, you know, everyone has been talking about their defence, but at the same time, you know, Brian Flores has come in, a guy I'm a big fan of, and he may, he, he showed in Miami that he took a bunch of nobodies, or half the team, a bunch of nobodies, and he made them, you know, I think it was like a 20 game streak of. You know, it was this 20-game streak of either turnovers or takeaways. It was one of the two or touchdowns. on the, the, A massive stretch we had where he was we were getting constant. I can't remember now whether it was uh, defensive touchdowns or whether it was defensive takeaways. But um, I still think, you no know, offense has got, you know, I know Cook's gone, but you've got Jefferson still there. You've added Jordan Anderson. Cook Cousins had one of his best years, despite what the stats say last year. So I think Dell still won a division. I've got the Lions second. Um, I think that I do question their draft activity, but at the same time, I think they've got still got a good team there. They've, they've got a great running back room with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. You know, Marston Brown is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Jared Goff had a really good year last year, you know, throw back to his old Rams days. And that defense is, is fierce. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is only going to get better. And I think he definitely is a, in contention for that defensive play of the year award. Um, and then third, I've got the Packers over the Bears in fourth um, because I I don't I think all four teams are really good. I think it's definitely one of the best divisions in football right now. I just think that I I'm the opposite to you, Luke. Where I'm actually on the Jordan Love hype train. I think Steve, you said you are as well, and I think that Ooh. with Christian Watson there, you've got Aaron Jones and Dylan in the backfield. Uh, <laughs> I do worry about Matt Lafleur. I do worry that maybe he was a bit. Covered up by Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think we'll see the true the floor this year, whether he is actually a good coach or not. Uh, then the Bears fourth. I just think that I don't think whether Matt Eberflus is the guy long term. Oh, now, Luke, I can oh, see you man. in the come background on. really angry with that decision. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, 
it could go either way with the Packers. Yeah, right. It could go either way. Uh, my, my suspicion is that the hype train is is up big style, and I don't. I think he'll struggle. He might end up being a good player, but I think he might have what you might call the rookie struggles. You know, even though he's not a rookie, but he's his first season really properly. Um, so you know, but the sample size isn't big enough to know if he's good enough or not. That's the problem. So nobody really knows until he's in the heat of the moment. Um, but I'm hoping that he collapses in week one, and that's him. We sack him like 800 times. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he won't be the first callback around rookie struggles or first year starting struggles. Look at Jaden Hurts, Josh Allen, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Even he only got <laughs> six wins in his first year. So. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think long-term, him and Watson would be a great duo. Now, Steve, you, in your Eagles podcast, called Justin Fields a wish version of Justin Fields, no, of Jaden Hurts. Um, so I'm intrigued how your division's going to look from, from fourth to first. Okay, I, I think Luke probably wants to put me on mute at this point. <laughs> I actually have exactly the same uh, listing as you, Andy. Now, I do completely agree the Vikings will take a step back this year. I think the loss of Dalvin Cook is a big loss. But Matson's always been that guy sitting right at the back going, give me my chance, give me my chance. This is his chance this year. Um, to be honest, if he'd gone anywhere else in the last three years when he was back up to Cook, he'd probably been a starting back. So I fancy him to have a really big year this year. Um, TJ Hawkins has just signed a new deal. Uh, Hawkins, for me, is one of the top five tight ends in the league. Um, you have Justin Jefferson, who, to be honest, I'm looking forward to the season. I actually see Jefferson and Jamar Chase having a kind of tete-a-tete, a one-on-one the whole season for like the receiving yards leader, because I can see both of those really turning it on this year, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think the Vikings' defence might be letting them down. I've never been kind of sure on their secondary. Um, but again, I also always find historically the teams that go to uh, go to uh, M&T Bankfield, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Bank. Bankfield, they just the Vikings just have a very solid home record and home crowd, and that just tends to, to bring uh, brings the results. Um, now, when I said that I felt that Fields was a wish version of Jalen Hurts, the difference between the two, look, yeah, and I, you, you can comment on this afterwards, yeah, accuracy, durability. With the two of them, it's like when that ball's there and the play's breaking down, yeah, Hurts will sit in that pocket an extra second longer and then take off. Fields, if his first and second receivers aren't there on his first look, second look, he'll go, right? That's problematic. You want your quarterback to sit in there and make all the reads before he leaves. And I don't think that Fields has that in him. I think this season what you're going to see with Fields is he's going to go... A lot of teams are going to recognise that he's a, a scrambling quarterback. And you're going to see a lot more setups that are kind of like that are run-based to try and slow down that Bears run game. And I just, I don't think Fields will get near with the yardage scrambling this year he will, that he did last year. Um, I'm hoping he'll be a bit more durable because when he plays, he's fun to watch. Um, but again, I want to see more accuracy. I want to see more throws. He's got DJ Moore there now. He really should be better this year with his arm, with his accuracy. But that'll be the, the killer. If you, you get to the end of the season and Fields is, you know, leading a 6-11 and 11 team uh, and, and Moore has less than 1,000 yards, then I won't be blaming it on DJ Moore. Um, also, I'm not on the, the Jordan Love hype train, but I do think there is, you know, history there of Green Bay bringing in quarterbacks, sitting them under a top quarter, call it quarterback for a couple of years, then, then leaving under a cloud, and the other guy stepping forward and being kind of that guy. I love Christian Watson and Robio Dobbs as a receiving crew. 
Um, I think that's two guys that are very young, very hungry, very fast, and have great arm, um, great um, arm strength and the ability to kind of avoid dropping the ball. And as someone who's had both, both Jalen Rigor and Nelson Aguilar on our team, I can tell you what it's like having a wide receiver that drops the ball. And then the Lions, I agree with Luke, it's the hype train. I love the hype train. I love the Dan Campbell hype train. It's so much fun to watch. The man is a lunatic, you know, and the team plays like they're being coached by a lunatic, and that's great to watch. Um, I think their run game might suffer a little this year. I think that um, I don't think they'll be punching the ball in quite as well. I do think they'll, they'll be great in the open field, but I think in that kind of last five, ten yards, we're going to see Hawkinson have to really pick up the straight the the uh, the slack. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Lions, the Lions, they will push the Vikings. The Lions will win ten games this year, but that's as much as they're going to win. If they're lucky, they get a wild card. Fair enough. And now we're going to quickly skim through the other two divisions in this conference. So the NFC South, I've gone for a first fourth of Panthers, Falcons, Saints, and then the Bucks. Uh, and then for you, Steve, how's your first to fourth looking? Uh, Falcons, then Panthers, then Bucks, then Saints. Saints are in a big transition year this year. There's no Sean Payton. There's no Kamara at the start of the year. There's no kind of there's no standout talent on the team anymore. It's a good unit, but it kind of needs that leader. It needs that kind of spark. Um, still one of the best fan bases. Still one of the great, best places in the league to go to watch a game, but just not for me. Uh, Panthers, I don't care about the Bryce Young hype. I really don't think he's that good. I think he's going to be another undersized quarterback. A bit like Keller Murray. He might show up a little on the first season, season and a half. Quarterbacks will work him out. Um, you need bigger quarterbacks sitting behind a really big offensive line, and that's what the Panthers have got. You've got a small quarterback with a big offensive line. So, nah, I can't see it. Um, Balkans. Now, every draft I've gone in this season, I've, I've even I've traded with a look for a couple of seasons for like for Pitts and Robinson and everything else. I think they have the core there of a really good young team. Uh, they need to add to their offensive line and they need a secondary, but beyond that. Um, if they can keep the rookies they've got in the last two, three seasons together, maybe extend their contracts, that's a franchise that's going places. I am not convinced on Desmond Ritter at quarterback, but I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong on that one. Uh, I think he didn't look great last season when he did come in. They let Mariota go to let him have a shot this year. Let's see how that one goes. Uh, as for the Bucks, Baker Mayfield's at quarterback, so they're winning nothing. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then for you, Luke, um, how are you seeing the NFC South? So I'm seeing the Bucks finish last. I think um I think the Panthers finished third. I think they improved a little bit, but probably justifying the fact that they were, you know, they were um they were poor. They've got some good players, but I think they'll struggle. Um I think the Falcons look good actually, but I think they'll they'll finish second in the division. I still think Saints will win, but I think it'll be very close between them. I mean, I agree with you, Steve. I think the Falcons have got the basis of, you know, a really good team offensively. So um, I think it will be really, really interesting. But I, I think the Saints will just edge it to win the division. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not convinced on Dennis Allen. I think he'll be the reason they lose rather than anyone else. I think you've got Chris Olave, Derek Carr, Cameron Jordan still there. I think there's some good players on this team. I just think the coaching, like the Bucks as well, is going to ultimately let the Saints down. Uh, I'm going to stick in with you, Luke, for your NFC West fourth to first. So the Cardinals are going to finish last. And and in fact, they're my pick for the, the first pick, the number one pick for next year, actually, because they're going to be terrible. I think they're really looking like they're going to tank. Um, I have the Rams finishing third. 
I think the Rams are um, paying the price now for their Super Bowl win, although every fan would pay that price, to be fair, to win the Super Bowl. Um, I've got the Seahawks coming second, and I think the 49ers will win that division comfortably. That's my feeling on it. I think that the, the 49ers are just stacked all over the place. Yeah, I agree. I've got the exact same for you. I've also got the Cardinals as my team to have the first overall pick um, in 2024 as well. So I think they're set for a, a difficult, difficult 2023. Um, and then finally for you, Steve, your NFC West from fourth to first. Uh, it's exactly the same as you two. Um, I think the the Rams will be better than they were last year because Cooper Cup's going back a fit, hopefully. Um, and they, they had, we saw signs last season of Cam Akers in the run game start to get going a little bit. But I had to because Stafford didn't know what to throw to. I think the Cardinals are actively tanking and everyone can see it. I mean, there's no kind of hiding it. Um, and, you know, we lost an offensive coordinator done that last year. I hope he has a really fun first year. Because <laughs> um, that team is going to stink. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's going to be closer between than you guys think between the Seahawks and the Niners um, at the top of the division. The Niners, you're right, are stacked in every position. Um, there is so much talent on that roster. But sometimes that can count against you because um, you get certain players going, I want more playing time than this guy, that guy. As long as um, they can keep a, a nice, solid, peaceful dressing room, they'll win the division. If you start to see signs of, like, you know, weariness, um, the Seahawks, are, they just they also have talent in almost every position on offense. Um, defensively, I think they struggle a little bit. But they're better. They, they, if they're better than they were last year, um, especially in the secondary, then the Seahawks can go to eleven wins this year. And that might be enough to win the division. Again, just depends how how much harmony they can maintain in the Niners' dressing room. Yeah, I think I think the Seahawks would be good. I just think the Niners are is that much better now. I do worry about Brock Purdy whether he. You know, he had a great, what, five, six, seven games down the stretch. But we saw Jimmy Garoppolo. He had 5-0 and start as starter. And everyone thought he was the next Montana, the, the new Messiah. And he took to have a good but not great career. And I think that people maybe need to take the breaks on Purdy until they've seen a full season from him. But I think that's all to look forward to. Uh, before we go on to the AFC, I uh, just want to get out of the way. Uh, comeback play of the year. Can you guys see anyone but Demar Hamlin winning this award? He's made the roster. Uh, do you see anyone else winning that? Or do you think that it's pretty much dead certain that he's going to win that Comeback Player of the Year award? I think from the PR perspective, it's going to be Demar Hamlin. I think in terms of his actual ability on the field and what he does, it will nowhere near be as great as everyone makes out. Um, but uh, who should it go to if you take away the fact that it'll be a PR thing? Um, I think that the Sean Payton influence in Denver... Well, actually see us seeing Russell Wilson as the comeback player of the year. I think he's got so many good weapons out there. I think Peyton can sort of that offensive line, give him time, get him players that are open, give Russ the confidence again that he seemed to have lost last year, that he is a top-level quarterback. Um, and I can see Russell Wilson having a really solid year at the Broncos. So, yeah, Sash, you got your pick, Russell Wilson. I'm picking DeMar Hamlin uh, for that for that reason. Alone. I think he... If he makes Ross, I think someone who died on the field to come back and play NFL football again, I think it's more than enough of a reason. I do you think that, um I do think that Tua Tangvalewa will be one of the people that within within a shout of um for similar reasons to Mar Hamlin about his injuries and his concussions, he might be someone that I think will have a good year and I think he'll um certainly be in the competition. But I just think Demar Hamlin 
back on the field after dying on the pitch, I think it's um it's more than enough of a reason. Uh, mm. Luke, for you, who's your pick for comeback player of the year? Well, I mean, the other player that that I think might end up having a bit of a shout is possibly Michael Thomas, who's had a, a horrible, horrible couple of years. That's a and you can't head. deny his talent, and but he's he's an it's interesting. He's a bit of a wild card pick, but he could be if he if he if he does amazing stuff, then. He, you know, he could be the guy that that does get that. I, I, I sort of, I've always liked him, so you never know. Um, but I, I, for the same as you, I can't really see past uh, Hamlin at all. I just can't. Um, but I think two is an interesting shout as well, actually, uh, just because of his his concussions. And it'll be interesting to see if he does get another concussion. If that, he then says, right, that's enough. I can't do this anymore because it was quite serious, really. And, and concussions, getting a couple of them in in a row was. Pretty, pretty nasty. So I just hope that he can stay healthy this year and avoid any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Because he is basically, I think, one or two questions away from retiring because he's even thought about it this off-season before yeah. he did say he's coming back. I think Sam Donald's a shout as well. I think if Purdy goes down injured, I think Donald could, with that Shanahan system, he could he could do something. Um, but Steve, as well, going back to you, we, we've both given our first pick in the 2024 draft at the Cardinals. Are you on the same wavelength as us, Steve? Or is there going to be someone else you'll think of that might have that role instead? Absolutely not. And the teams <laughs> who would have competed, competed for that role have all drafted well. The Cardinals drafted poorly. The Cardinals um, trade away the best players. The ones they have got um, are injured. Um, they just, they're a team that they had their window a couple of seasons ago. It didn't work. And now they're struggling. When your best wide receiver is Marquise Brown, and he's more interested in uh, you know in being in the in the bars and ship joints than he is in the field, that pretty much says everything for your offense. Hmm. So no, I can't see anyone but the Cardinals winning the uh, winning the first pick next year. And they'll be surely, unless something goes horribly wrong, drafting Caleb Williams. They may even, depending on the Texans' record, have the first two of all picks, and they therefore hmm. they'll probably get Marvin Harrison Jr. With that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be an exciting future, but I think it'll be an awful, awful 2024. So, we've done the NFC. Now time for the AFC. And our first division is, of course, the AFC East, which is where I come in um, from my first to fourth, or from fourth to first, I'll do, because it is seen right now as the best division in the league. So, fourth, I think it's pretty obvious. I think the Patriots, I think they're... I think they may still win eight, nine games, still be bottom. I think the division's that good. I think they could easily still finish bottom with... A winning season. Um, this may or may not surprise people. Uh, Dolphins, I got in third. Um, I just have issues about. I, I I'm not overly sold on McDaniel just yet, and I just think that um, to his health is obviously a concern and things like that. But I think we'll still have a good season. I think we'll still win double digit games, maybe even eleven wins. But I still think that eleven wins could still get us, you know, still in third place in that division. And then second place, um, is it the Bills? Is it the Jets? Uh, I've got the Jets winning the division over the Bills. I think the Bills, if they lose Stefan Diggs, if he does leave at some point, like there's rumours of that happening, I think the Bills could be third. But I just think as long as you've got Stefan Diggs playing happy and you've got Josh Allen there, you've got a great defence, I think you've got a good but not a great head coach in Sean McDermott. Um, I still think there'll be a team that will still be there and thereabouts. And then the Jets, I'm buying into the hype. I've said it before, even before Hard Knocks came on, you know, if you finish seven wins with Brees all injured for half the season, without Rodgers and Cook, you're playing Mike White, Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson all that season, and that defence is as good as it is. If you have that defence once again, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Brees all healthy for the entire year, 
and you have Aaron Rodgers, I think this team is going to be, you know, maybe from 14 wins or 13 wins. I think they'll be that good. I think that they'll have a real, real bounce this year and real positive season. Um, Steve, back to you for your AFC East. Okay. Uh, you might want to cover your ears here, Andy, because I've got the Dolphins finishing last. What? Uh, I just oh. I've got last. And again, this goes down to partly down to his health. Uh, I don't think Tua sees out the season. I think you're uh, six, maybe seven games in. He goes down. He's a very fragile quarterback. You know, he has the hip issues. He has concussions. Um, yeah, he has two of the best regular receivers in all of football in Waddle and Hill. Um, but he just. There's something about that Dolphins team um, that doesn't feel contenderish. Um, it just—I watched them preseason last year, and I watched preseason this year, and I haven't seen much of a change from last year's team. Um, I don't think two stays fit. I don't think you drafted as well as you think. Um, I still think Tyreek Hill and Waddle will be an insane threat as long as two is on the field. But uh, no, for me, the Dolphins in fourth, in third. I don't believe the hype. It's the Jets. I And I, I'm going to give you one very simple reason for this. What we saw last season at Green Bay was the deterioration of a formerly elite quarterback. Okay, I think the Aaron Rodgers that the Jets have traded for is the Peyton Manning who was at the Broncos when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. I don't think he has the arm. I don't think he can read it as more well. I don't think he's as quick as he used to be. He doesn't have that elite playmaking ability that he used to have. Um, and I think for all the pieces you put around him, you're going to have to lean on them very heavily. I do love that defense, though. I think Sauce Gardner is incredible. But Rodgers is not the missing piece of that puzzle. Uh, I actually think they should have gone for someone more relevant, more consistent, um, and more in their prime. And I think Rodgers has passed his. Second, oh, you, Steve. What were you saying this about Stafford and Brady when they joined the Rams and the Buccaneers? Were we saying the exact same thing about particularly Stafford as well as Brady? That, oh, he's over the hill. Oh, he's declining in New England. Oh, he's declining in Detroit. And give him a new home. Um, well, who was saying that? Because it wasn't me. No, well, a lot, a lot <laughs> of people were. A lot of people were. I just say I, mean, I just think the, that the thing was. I got to go back to that, Andy. If you're going to say Stafford was declining in Detroit, Stafford never declined in Detroit. People were saying Stafford that. got the shit beaten out of him in Detroit constantly, but he was always a top quarterback with no weapons to throw at, especially after Megatron retired. Okay, he was always the guy who was carrying that franchise, um, even when he was like playing with a broken collarbone and such. He is, you know, when he went to the Rams, he was a perfect fit. Brady. Brady was an interesting one because he didn't really have a drop-off at the, the Patriots. He left because he was like, I'm not getting the credit for this I deserve. Um, and nobody knew when he went to the Bucks whether or not he was, who the hell whether he was anything else. And it took him two games to show it. No, I still have it. Um, and Brady, when he saw himself getting into that kind of Manning, uh, Rogers, et cetera, decline, he retired. Um, because he knew if he played this season, he would have sucked. I mean, yeah, he he sucked. <laughs> he did suck last year a little bit, but um, I just think that if you short, I think if you're winning seven games with those quarters I mentioned, like Mike White, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Trevor Simmon, I think that surely even if Aaron Rodgers' stats were still good, they just weren't as good as his previous years to his normal standard. But he still had over twenty touchdowns, had. I think maybe 10 or 11 interceptions. He still had the good stats. It just looks bad because of his previous years. And I think that even adding him, even adding someone half as good as Rodgers is still an improvement on what they had before. So I think I'll, that's going to really 
improve Let me things. give you a counterpoint to that, okay? Aaron Rodgers had 20 touchdowns. How many touchdowns did the supposedly average, much worse quarterback Jared Goff have last year? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it's probably similar. But Jared Goff it actually... It was a lot more. And he well, had, I'm actually a big, big defender of Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I argue he didn't have quite the same quality of um, uh, wide receiver core. Although I'm on Russell Brown is outstanding. Mm. Um, yeah, Steve, um, who's finishing first in the division? Who's finishing first? I... It's the Bills. It's the Bills. I'm, I'd say the Jets hype train is just not... Um, it's not... Uh, let's say, with Rodgers, it's just he's not there. He's not that guy. Um, the Patriots are quiet. The Patriots are the most dangerous when they're quiet. They're scary when they're quiet. They've developed the run game slowly. I love Ramondre Stevenson. Um, they've gone out in the, in the summer and they've got um, players such as um, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is a very polarising player, but on his day is a very, very talented player. And I think they just... The, the Patriots win when they have a roster of players who are right there in the middle where everyone's just consistently good. Uh, and Belichick, obviously, is is top three coach. If anyone can get a winning season out of what's there, with Mac Jones at quarterback, it's Bill Belichick. Mm. Um, but to, to suggest that the the bills are going to drop off, the Stefan Diggs thing is just, you know, the the stories came out and within like ten minutes of that that coming out, Diggs squashed it. He came out and went, "That's bullshit. I'm I'm not in, I'm not interested in leaving. I want to stay here. I want to win things." You know, there's not many places he can go on that deal and get a winning team. Mm. Uh, and that Bills team is built perfectly for someone like Diggs. You know, to be that that out and out threat. Gabe Davis is your kind of deep, quick threat. Um, they've got some good top tight ends that I love Dawson Knox. Um, I think the running back is by committee. Um, but you know, their star running back is still Josh Allen. But Josh Allen has that cannon for an arm and he has a lot more accuracy than the guys in the division around him. So for me, I can't see the Bills losing the division this year. That is interesting. That is interesting. I'm intrigued to see what Luke has done for his division. Um so for you, Luke. How's your AFC East looking? Patriots dead last. I think they're uh, mid-tank. Uh, and uh, I, I just don't see any real way back for them. Although, you know, I do think the defence might not be too bad. But honestly, I think they're going to be poor. Um, I think it's really interesting, actually, because I don't think the Dolphins will be that bad. I actually think, arguably... Thank you. I, I was... I'm glad someone's on the hype train like me. I like Tua. I actually like Tua, right? And, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I like him. Um, so I actually think it'll be very, very close at the top of that division. Arguably, you could even see three teams from that division in the playoffs because they're all good teams. They've all got good weapons. Um, the reason that I like the Dolphins is because I think the weapons of Waddle and, um, and Tyree Kill are just too good, right? They're too good for any team. You know, and if you've got two elite, you know, really elite level wide receivers there with a good arm and assuming it to stays healthy and he plays as well as he can do, I don't see how you can stop that. Um, and, and you know, the way that they, they like to scheme the running backs as well suits them. I think the boy that they drafted, um, I, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but Ashane, Ash I think it is. It's quite good. Aiken, yeah. Aiken, is that right? I couldn't, I couldn't actually Aiken, pronounce yeah. But he looks pretty good as well and he looks like a good you know, a really good draft pick as well. So I think it could be interesting. I still think, I think it's going to be interesting. I think the Dolphins will marginally finish third in the division. 
but I think they'll have a very good record. Um, again, I think the Jets will run the Bills close. I, th- I still think the Bills will win the division, but it will be so tight and it will probably come down to in division record. And it could even be a division record between the three of them. I take the Bills to win it by, you know, a, really literally a hair, and that's it. Um, I do think that the Jets will be better, and I agree with you. I think the defence is unbelievable. And I, I, I do think that Rodgers is an upgrade. Even though I don't like the guy, you have to admit he has quality, no matter what. You know, and, and you know, he's going to have a hard job managing the Bears franchise, though, from New York, right? So, you know, it's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> yes, just, just to throw in, just to throw in on that one there, um, Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers last year, Andy. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, so uh, Rodgers three thousand six hundred ninety-five yards. Goff four thousand four hundred thirty-eight. Rodgers twenty-six touchdowns. Goff twenty-nine touchdowns. Rodgers twelve interceptions. Goff seven. Ah, that's just one season. Uh, put Rogers. But, hey, if, I, if I look at Rogers' stats, his his completion percentage has been dropping off since twenty twenty. His yards have been dropping off since 2020. His touchdowns have been dropping off since 2020. Last year was his worst year since um, 2019. Sorry, since 2017. And that was the year he was injured. He's still going to have enough in the tank to elevate the Jets, though, when you think about it. He's still if, he game, if he game manages, then the Jets you know, can, can do well. But I can't see them. He's not the elite quarterback he once was. He is, if he kind of inspires the guys around him and he gets that Peyton Manning effect, then, yeah, the Jets will do well. I don't see it. I see a guy on the slide with an ego. Uh, I think he'll actually, you know, damage that person. See, see what's that? I would, I would. Though you don't need to be elite really as a quarterback. You just need to manage the game. They've got a really good running back. They've got arguably Garrett Wilson is is one of the top young receiving talents. You you know, there's there's a lot to like about that about that team. There's an awful lot to like about that team, even if you don't rate um if you don't rate Rogers, you've still got to acknowledge that he is an upgrade no matter what. And even if he isn't as good as he was, he's still a significant upgrade and he's still probably still a top 10 quarterback, even though I hate saying it as a Bears fan, probably still is. Yeah, I agree. When we go off here, by the way, I'll have a quick wager on that with you, Luke. When we go off here, I'll have a quick wager with you about that, Luke, as to whether or not Rodgers becomes a top 10 quarterback this year. I'm not sure I want to really particularly wager on it, but you still have to acknowledge it as an upgrade, and and that makes them a contender straight away with it, with the roster that they have, and the fact that he can, if he if things are going well, he can lead that dressing room. I mean, the other the other option is he throws them all under the bus, which is what he's done before. So let's see what happens. But I think it's interesting. And I do think as well that I know it's pays them defending the Jets so much here, but you know. Yeah. Rogers didn't have Hackett last year, and Hackett was his coordinator when he won back to back MVPs. And I do think there's something in being him being in a new setting, a happier surrounding for him. Um, and I think that, you know, he clearly wasn't happy in Green Bay, and I think we saw that. And I think, don't get me wrong, he could be declining. He's 39. He could be not every callback can do a Brady and last to the 45. But I just think that if you've got him in new surroundings, even just for one or two years, I think that he can still do what he does because he's got Hackett back and we saw when Hackett left how much he declined. Now he's back. You know, he's got, you know, a better running room than Green Bay, a better defence than Green Bay. I think personally a better head coach than Green Bay. I think he's got better things around him and I think that he's got guys around him. He's got Cobb. I know he's getting old. He's probably not going to get much to ball. You've got Lazard as well as Wilson. I just think this team is going to be, you know, I think it's going to be good. Um, moving on now, because we'll be here all day <laughs> otherwise. Um, Quickly skim through the AFC North and AFC South. So, AFC North, uh, for you first, Luke, who's finishing fourth to first? Oh, that's interesting. Um, 
I'm going to be controversial here. And I am going to say, I think the Steelers still finished dead last. And people are people are right. up on the Steelers. They they you know they 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 sort of say oh they've got a lot of talent and stuff, but I I I don't buy it. I don't think they'll be as good. I think I think they're still going to struggle. I think you're going to see year two struggles from from uh, the QB. I just don't see it. Unfortunately, much as I like Mike Tomlin as a head coach, and I think he pulled the rabbit out of the hat last year. He really did because they were stinking. They were terrible. Um, I still don't see them improving much. So I still think they finished dead last. I think the Browns finished third. I think. The Ravens finish second, and I think the Bengals win it. Okay, that is interesting. I think you know the Bengals are obviously one of the teams that people look at as one of the AFC favourites. Uh, yeah. But for you, Steve, are you similar to Luke? How are you seeing the AFC North? Yeah, I'm not seeing it all that different. Um, I still see the Steelers as the, the kind of weakest team in the division. But I also think to myself, is that a team that's so bad it'll finish last? Yes, it is. Um, that's not just because the Pennsylvania thing. Um, I just, there's a lot of very young guys in there. Um, and there's a lot of guys who kind of came in as rookies and haven't really reached their potential. Um, and for me, that's a, a team that on defense, they will always be absolutely smash mouth and Tom Wins teams are always like that. But offensively, there's just not the talent there to bring them up to the level of anything other than last in that division. Um, I concur the Browns should finish third. I don't know, I have a sneaky suspicion this is Deshaun Watson's comeback year. Um, and he won't get any credit for it because obviously what he's he has done and what he's you know what's he alleged to have done. But um there's enough talent there and he is a very, very good quarterback on his day for me to say that the Browns can they can finish third and they can maybe push for a wild card spot this year. Which just leads me to decide are the Bengals gonna win the division or are the Ravens gonna win the division? And it's going to be the Bengals. It has to be the Bengals. It's just it's um it's the better quarterback. It's the better wide receiving core. Um, it's the more balanced run game. Um, and it's it's not the better defense. I'll, I'll say that now. I know they've spent a long time trying to fix that defense. Uh, they've also spent a lot of time trying to fix the offensive line. They still haven't got it quite right, but it gets better with each year. Uh, and Burrow is a superb quarterback. Um. I've been watching the whole off-season, the whole Borough versus Mahomes memes thing. It's a lot of fun to read. Um, I actually think the two of them are the kind of guys we'll be talking about in the next, like, 10, 20 years. Uh, the way when I started watching, you talked about Montana and Marino. That's the kind of two, the two guys we'll be talking about in 10 years' time. So, yeah, Bengals to win it, Ravens to finish second. I think Lamar will have a superb season because he's got something to prove. But, again, he's got his big money now. And we have seen a lot of quarterbacks who, once that big contract comes in, they slack off. It depends what kind of mentality he brings to the team and, most importantly, whether he's fit. Mm. I think that's a big thing with Lamar Jackson. I really do think it's down to, you know, that's been really the biggest problem they've had in recent years is his health. I think that, you know, they were doing so well a couple of years ago, then he got injured and they're never the same. But um, I just don't personally think they've done enough around him. I think that Zay Flowers could be good. You know, Odell Beckham has been good. And I just don't, I think that after an injury... Who knows whether he's back to the one we saw in LA or in New York years ago. And I, I do worry about that. I don't think the run game's anything special. I think John Harbaugh does at times lose some games for his um aggressiveness with the fourth downs and going for it and stuff like that. So I do worry about the Ravens. 
I've got them third um, ahead of the Browns. I think the Browns will be last. I don't believe Watson will come back to his best. Uh, I think if we, if we get the 2019 version of John Watson, then this team could even challenge for an AFC. But I just don't know whether he's going to come back to the player we all saw before. And I do worry about that. I think otherwise they've got a good team. You know, Nick Chubb, you know, Peoples Jones, you know, uh, Mari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Miles Garrett. You know, they've got some good players in this team, but I just don't know whether he will become the quarterback we also before. I think that, you know, he's got a full off-season now, no controversy around in this off-season. That will help, but I think we could see him get back to his best, but I still think right now he is still, for me, until I see differently, he's still one one of the more underperforming quarterbacks we've seen last season. So, yeah, they're fourth and they're third. I have to see the second. Um, now, this all hinges on TJ Watt's health. Now, when he played last year, they were 8-2 in games he played. So I think that we all see when he's there, just how good they are with him. So I think if you get TJ Watt back for the whole year, I think Pickett will make an improvement. I really love George Pickens at wide receiver. I think he's really good. I like the G Harris as well. Um, and I think that if you've got Mika Fitzpatrick on your defense as well, I just think that this team defense alone can win you seven, six, seven games a year just by their defense alone. And I think TJ Watt is one of the best players in this position. And I think he may be the reason why they win a lot of games. But I think that Pickett will improved but I sort of think the Bengals at first I think this could be by three four games they could win this division by I think they're that good they're one of my favorites to win the AFC um I think Joe Burrow I think he is next Tom Brady I think from mentality point of view from kind of style of play I think he is that good and I think that you know especially on a, on a rookie deal for him and Chase this, this is their time to go out and win it whether it's this year or next year it's their time you know to go out and win it uh, and I think they've got one more chance. I think they pay Burrow potentially next summer. Um, so I think they've got a chance to win it this year with Chase as well on a rookie deal. Um, they'll want to try and maximise that. So I think the Bengals will ultimately um, win this division. And sticking with the talented quarterbacks and next generational quarterbacks, sticking with the AFC South, I've got the Jaguars winning it. I think Trevor Lawrence is primed for another leap. And I think he may even... Sneaking to the top five or top six this year. I think he's primed for a really good year. Um, I think the Titans will surprise people. I think they'll win way more games than people are thinking. I think you've got Derek Henry there. You've got John Joe Hopkins to come in. I think he'll be a great addition there. I think Mike Fable's an excellent head coach. And I think he'll be they'll be second for that reason alone. Um, third place, I've got the Texans. I think D'Amico Ryan has all the potentials of a really good head coach. A former Texans player, so he knows the, the franchise inside out. And a great time at you know as a DC in the 49ers. And I'm fully aware that you know as a DC, that's not always translating to being head, a good head coach. We've seen that with a lot of coordinators haven't quite done it as a head coach. Todd Bowles being one most recent example. Um, but I just think that I actually prefer TJ Stroud to Bryce Young in the drafts. I think he'll be good. Whether it's his first year, I don't know, which is why I've got him third. I think Will Anderson will have a good year as well, good rookie year. But then the Colts are fourth. I think this team could be one of the worst in the whole league. I think that Richardson, as a Gators fan, is a player I love and I want to see him do well, but I just don't know whether he is in the right spot for him right now to do well. I think Pittman's a good number two. I don't think he's an, he should be a number one wide receiver. Uh, Taylor missing the first four games. You know, he wanted out. A lot of uncertainty there. With And the, the owner, Jim Irsay, is getting a lot of um, criticism right now from Colts fans. So I just don't know whether whether that's enough for me. And I think they're going to be rock bottom. Um, Steve, back to you uh, for your AFC South from four to one or one to four. I'll, I'll go four to one. Um, and everything you're saying there about the coach is my reasoning uh, for them finishing last. 
the thing with the Colts is there is talent in that team. Um, for Anthony Richardson, read last season's Justin Fields. Get the ball, two looks, take off. Um, but when you have uh, a really bad atmosphere between fans and owner, it translates to the pitch. Um, and that translates into the dressing room. And I, you know, the Taylor situation will have put fans off. It will have upset people in the dressing room. Um, it's not a team that's going into the season kind of balanced and happy and ready to go. It's a team going in there with internal and external conflict. Um, they are going to be terrible this season. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing them being terrible because Jim Mercy is the worst owner in football now that Dan Snyder has retired. Mm-hmm. Um, in third, it'll be the Texans. I thought they made some excellent draft picks this year, which they needed to because that franchise was absolutely threadbare. Um, but it's another two, maybe three seasons before those start to really show. We'll see their potential this year, but then it depends how they get on next year. Um, second, it'll be the Titans. Old, slow, ugly. Um, but that's just, you know, our friend Paul, who's a fan of theirs. Um, <laughs> but no, they're, they're just, they're a team that's just no fun to watch. DeAndre Hopkins being added is great in terms of they desperately needed that threat. But at the same time, he's gone there for the money. He's not going there to win anything. The Titans are not a team capable of winning anything right now. So, yeah. Um, and does Derek Henry stay fit for more than 12 games? I don't know. I hope he does because I've got him in multiple fantasy franchises, but uh, I can't. I just can't see it. And, of course, they have the, the quarterback that everybody hates, uh, the male-loving Will Levis sitting there in the in the backup row behind Tannehill, who we all just pray hits the field so that we can see him get splattered across the uh, the ground, much the same way as he splatters mayonnaise on bread and chips. Oh, I have to predict a winner, don't I? It's the Jaguars. The Jags um, last season looked as though they were a team in ascendancy. They had a lot of good rookies who were kind of coming into the, the two to three season window where they were looking to get paid and they were looking to raise the game. And last season they did. They made the playoffs. Um, this season they repeat that. I think the addition of Calvin Ridley gives Trevor Lawrence one more weapon they didn't really need because he already had some pretty good players out there. Christian Kirk, everybody mocked him for that huge contract he got that he delivered last year. And him and Ridley as a one-two threat, that's really going to go. That, that's really going to go far in that division. Um, Evan Ingram, since moving from New York to Jacksonville, has blossomed into probably one of the best five tight ends in the league. Um, they still have Travis Etienne, who was a superb running back last year. He's about to get paid. This is his season to show that he's going to get paid. Um, yeah, that that Jaguars offense is high powered. I worry about them defensively when they play outside the division, but inside the division they should steamroll all three teams. Yeah, I, I think the Titans may run them close, but I still think that the Jags will ultimately have too much. You know, you mentioned that receiver room is actually really underrated. You've got, you know, you mentioned there, you've got Kirk, you've got Ridley, you've got Engram, and also you've got Zay Jones as a fourth choice. I think if Zay Jones is your fourth choice receiver, I think that's pretty good. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's um, a good old team. Um, Luke, finally for your AFC South projections. So I've got the Texans finish last. Um, then I've got uh, playoffs. Don't talk to me about playoffs. I just hope we win a game. Uh, the Colts are going to be third. They're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. They're going to be like Jim Mora all over again. Going to be the same sort of quotes. Um, I think that the Taylor situation is doing them a lot of damage, and I think it's probably destroyed the dressing room there. Um, so I, I don't like it much. Um, I'm with you on the Titans. I think they'll be better than a lot of people expect. Um, I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they may run the, the Jags close within a game. Um, and I think the Jags will win it, but I, it will be closer than people think. 
um, at the top of that division. But I, honestly, the, the Colts and the Texans will be lucky to have anywhere near a winning record this year. Uh, they're both going to be very poor. Maybe maybe not the worst teams in football, but not great either. Yeah, and of course, they also gave the Cardinals their first-round pick from, from next yeah. year uh, yeah. for the Will Anderson trade. So I think that that's even more of a reason to put your money on on the Cardinals having that number one pick come, um, come 2024. Though. It was a good um, trade because do... Anderson was great and, and you know, he would have been a pick for me, you know, so it was a good trade for the future, but it's, you know, this year, they're still going to struggle, aren't they? I mean, I do actually think the Texans um, may win more than what we think. I think they'll be still, I think they'll be nowhere near playoff contention, but I think they'll be nowhere near being one of the worst. I think maybe like six wins, maybe six and 11. I mm. think he could easily have that. I think D'Amico Ryan's I think could be a regular coach again. He's not done it yet. He hasn't yet coached a regular season game as a head coach, so we yet to see. But I think he could be could be really good for this team. Um, finally, the our final division, the AFC West, which of course last year was all the talk. Everyone saying it was the best division in football. It was you no, know, they're all going to get double digit wins. Turns out it didn't happen. Um, two teams made the playoffs in the Chiefs and the Chargers, but the Raiders and Broncos ultimately disappointed. So this year, whole different landscape of this division. But Luke, your AFC West from fourth to first. Okay, so fourth Raiders, unsurprisingly. Even uh, Jimmy G can't save that franchise. It's still going to be spectacularly poor. Uh, the Broncos I see improving a lot from last year. I think I'm a big fan of Coach Payton. I think he's going to really improve things. Uh, but I still think they've got a bit of work to do to catch up on the Chargers and the Chiefs. So I think they're going to be third, but not far off the piece. Um, and I think... The Chargers and the Chiefs will be going at it head-to-head. And I do think it'll be very close because I think the Chargers are going to improve it a lot this year. Um, and I think the Chiefs are going to find it hard to keep that going uh, without uh, you know, significant draft capital and stuff, although they did they did as much as they could under the circumstances. They're still a great team. Mahomes is still a difference maker. I've got the Chiefs to edge it by a game over the Chargers is what I think. Interesting. I actually think the Chargers are going to really be disappointing. Uh, they are my mm. most underwhelming team this season. I just think that I don't rate Brandon Staley as the head coach. I think that you know they've done well with getting Quentin Johnson in, and I think that you know Derwin James and Joey Bosal on defense is still good. Yeah. But I just, I just do not rate Staley at all head coach, and I think they'll ultimately struggle. Uh, I've got them finishing third in the division with the Raiders fourth. Um, I think the Raiders. I again, same with Bowles and Staley. I just, I just don't like the head coach, and I don't like McDaniel's for both his kind of personality as well as his ability to head coach. I think he's terrible. So, yeah, Raiders fourth, Chargers third, Broncos second. I think Peyton will get a kick out of Wilson. I think Wilson would improve. You know, I, but I just don't think it'll be enough to beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are too strong. I think they'll, they'll win by I think maybe three or four games. I think the Broncos will still. Maybe have the, a double-digit win season, but I just don't think there'll be any. I think the Chiefs will be that good. I don't think they'll be anywhere near them. Um, so finally, for um, for you, Steve, your AFC West from fourth to first, or first to fourth. Maybe that's an easier way of going about it. Yeah, fourth to first. So Raiders at the end. Um, there's nothing inspiring about that Raiders offense. Uh, Jimmy G is a very middle of the road quarterback. He's not really got an awful lot of talent to throw at. Um, the Josh Jacob situation, um, him kind of holding out right up until now, has hurt them. Um, I mean, he'll come back, he'll be fresh for the start of the season because he's had no preseason kind of bumps and bruises, but it might take him a couple of days, a couple of games to warm up. Um, he wants to get paid, he's not going to get paid in, in uh, uh, Las Vegas, so he's going to move. 
Um, but I've other than this a lot. Um, I will. I, will, I agree with you that I see the Broncos improving a lot this season under Peyton. Um, but improving a lot is winning maybe three more games. Um, I don't think he's added a lot to the talent there. He's just added to the coaching staff and the mentality. Um, and that might take them up to eight or nine games, but it's not going to be enough to get them out third in that division. It's going to be a very competitive division. Chargers are going to going to finish second. This is actually their year for the slide. Uh, Eckler's kind of coming towards the end. He wants a new deal this year. They wouldn't give him it. Um, they they still have they're Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen at wide receiver. Good veteran wide receivers, both just about on the turn. Uh, and like you say, they, they did well to get Addison in, but um, the, for me, they have in Herbert, one of the most stable quarterbacks in that division. He's the guy that will set. He makes his reads fantastically and his accuracy is superb. Um, I love him. I think he'd get a lot more credit if he was at a bigger franchise. Um, and yeah, then you have the Chiefs and you have Patrick Mahomes and you have, they could literally draft me, Luke and you for wide receiver. He'd still throw 50 touchdowns in a season. Uh, the Chiefs would still win that division by three games. The Chiefs would still probably make the way all the way out of the Super Bowl. So yeah, Chiefs still won that division. Okay, then before we go on to our award winner predictions, quick go through our AFC and NFC three wildcard teams. So obviously for myself, I've gone for the division winners in the AFC at the Jets, Bengals, Jaguars, and Chiefs. I think my three wild, I think my fifth seed is the Bills. Um, my sixth seed is the Dolphins. I think they'll still make the playoffs and have enough to do that. And then seventh, I've gone for the Broncos. I think we will see a resurgence from Peyton and Wilson. And I think we'll ultimately see them just nick the spot maybe above the likes of um, Titan. I think Titan may be the team that will see that just miss out on that AFC title. And NFC teams, my divisions are winners are Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, and Niners. My three teams in the World Cup from the NFC are the fifth seed in the Cowboys. Um, Seahawks six seed, and then I was torn between the Lions and the Rams for that seventh seed. But after hearing the news about the Cooper Cup injury, I'm going to go for the Lions as my number seven uh, seed in the NFC. Uh, Luke, your division winners in the AFC are the Bills, Bengals, Jags, and Chiefs. Who are the three teams making it from the AFC in the wildcard spot? Oh, I think this is really interesting. I've got the uh, Jets and the Dolphins, and uh, I think the Chargers. That's the three that I've got. And then your NFC division winners are the Eagles, Lions, Saints, and Niners. Uh, who are the three teams making the uh, playoffs from the NFC in the uh, wild card? So I think I had the uh, Cowboys, the Seahawks, and I want to say the Bears, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I think I might. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. I'm going to say the Bears just because I want to be confident. So I'm going to say the Bears. I know I'm going to lose, but I don't care. Confidence. Come on. And that, that is exactly why you lose. That's why you lose every year in this prediction game. I know. I know. <laughs> um, finally, Steve, your AFC winners in the divisions are the Bills, Bengals, Jags and Chiefs. Who are the three teams making the playoff spots? Uh, Ravens. That's the second there. Chargers. And Patriots. No way. Patriots just edging out. That the is bold. Come on. And I thought I was being optimistic. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, and Steve, uh, your NFC, your division winners are the Eagles, Vikings, Falcons, and Niners. Who are the three teams making it as a World Cup spot in that conference? Ah, uh, see, this is a difficult one for me. Um, 
I'm saying, I mean, the Vikings are going to win the division. I don't see. I, do you know what? I'm going to go my heart on this one instead of my head. The Lions are going to make a playoff spot. The Lions are going to finish second. The Vikings and make the playoffs. Um, the Cowboys are going to make the second place and and pull our wild card out behind us, which just leaves the other two divisions. Uh, no, actually, there's nothing in the other two divisions that I can say really is going to change my mind to say that I still think the Giants could steal the third wild card. I think you could get two wild card spots coming from the NFC East. I think it's such a strong division this year. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I think Dable did an excellent job last year. Um, I don't know whether he won Coach of the Year. If not, he should have done. Him or Carroll, uh, they were two excellent coaches. I think with Daniel Jones, I think he'll take another leap. Do question the, the contract he got, but I think he did well enough to earn that. Barkey's now going to play there. I think they got a good team, and I think that certainly they'll be one of the teams I think I'll be battling for that. You know, maybe that seventh seed. I think they'll certainly be a team. I'll be in the conversation. Definitely, you know, an eight or nine win season. I think for the Giants. We've done the divisions. We're now going to go on to our particular categories. So I've already named my most underwhelming team as the Chargers. Um, Luke, for you, who's your going to be most underwhelming team this season? Or oh, the Packers. Simple. I mean, I I, I bet nothing less. <laughs> Steve, who's your um, most underwhelming team? Uh, it'll be the Titans. Uh, it's a team that's going to say it's, it's aging, it's slow, the injuries are catching up with them, and they've got that meal loving son of a gun rookie behind Tannehill. They're just, uh, and I expect them to drop off um, this season about at least two or three games. Okay. Now, surprisingly, I'm going to wait till I give my one of my Super Bowl contenders and uh, sort of people who are playing in the game. So I'm going to keep my surprise team until then. You'll find out who that is later on in the episode. But for you, Steve, who's going to surprise the most this season? Uh, I think when we did the, the, the predictions earlier, I gave you my surprise team of the year. It is going to be the Patriots. Um, I say uh, it's just we haven't heard anything from them for a while. Belichick's been sit slowly cooking away in the background. They're at the most dangerous when we don't talk about them. Belichick is a superb coach. Uh, working with about average talent, but actually that's been shown in the past to be enough to win Super Bowls, um, or at the very least contend. Uh, and I think they'll be a wild card team this year. And then finally for you, Luke, your surprise team of the season. Oh, a surprise team of the season. I think this is really interesting actually because I um for a number of reasons I think the Dolphins might be actually because oh. I think the Dolphins are better than everyone thinks. That is amazing. That, that's the... Not because I'm trying to curry finger, but I do think the Dolphins will be better than the things, genuinely. Oh, that's um, that, that music to my ears. I, I love hearing that. I, I love hearing <laughs> anyone praising the Dolphins. I'm all, I'm all for it. Now, Steve's going to <laughs> the background. <laughs> Steve is not happy with that one. Um, now, quickly, we'll go for the Rookies of the Year. So, my offensive Rookie of the Year is Jordan Addison from the Vikings. I think he was my favourite receiver coming out of the draft. I think with Stephen gone, he'll come in and replace that role straight away. I think he'll do more than Osborne will do. And I've got Will Anderson as my defensive rookie of the year. I think he's head and shoulders with everyone else in this draft. So I think he will ultimately um, win that award. Um, Steve, for your offensive and defensive rookies of the year. All right. So my offensive rookie of the year is an absolute out there wild card. Uh, I'm oh. actually looking at Rasheed Rice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I like speed. That. He has route running, he has good vertical for contested catches, and he has the best quarterback in the league throwing to him in a wide receiver core, which is very much open for someone to come in and dominate and be a new WR1 there. 
Um, you know, the way Tyreek Hill was when he was playing with Mahomes. I think Bryce this season will flourish. I love Andy Reid's coaching, especially with rookie wide receivers. I think last year, Sky Moore kind of, he had that opportunity and his talent just let him down. He just, you know, his head wasn't there. Uh, I think that um, he will drop well down the pecking order this year. I think Rice will start from the beginning. Um, and I think Rice will come out and establish himself within the first three or four weeks. And we'll be looking at him as offensive rookie of the year. And your defensive rookie of the year? Uh, I'm going to go home with this one. Uh, love the love my, my boys. Uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Carter, the Eagles. Um, he fell in the draft because of off-field concerns. And before that happened, they were talking about him as like number one, number two pick. The Eagles are the perfect franchise for players like that. They can, you know, players come and come in that they can put their stamp on the game without the pressure of the media, without the pressure of someone sitting going, you know, hey, you need to sort this off-field stuff. The Eagles are the kind of franchise that calms a player down, tells them you're one of us, right? Everyone's made mistakes. You're here because of your talent, and you can grow it in that field and show it. And it's in a division where you know edge rushers and such are really like top end edge rushers. Um, haven't been around. We haven't had anyone truly dominant in the division for a while. Uh, Michael Parsons will be interesting this year, but uh, Jalen Carter for me is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay, and then Offensive fine. Rookie of the Year, sorry. Then for you, um, for you, Luke, who's your offensive and defensive rookies of the year? So, offensive rookie of the year, I think, is uh, Bian Robertson of uh, of Atlanta. I think he's probably the best player in the draft by a good distance, and I think he'll, I think he'll. He'll show why he was so highly regarded. So yeah, yeah, I think it'll be him. Um, I'm with you in terms of the defensive. I think it's Will Anderson. I think he's head and shoulders above everyone else. Head and shoulders. Speaking of which, wide receiver wise, I think the best receiver in the game is Justin Jefferson, and he is my pick for the offensive player of the year. And then my defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons. I think he's due that. I think he is already become one of the best defensive players in the year in his first two years in the league. And I think he will have another great year and win that award. Uh, back with you, Luke, for your offensive and defensive players of the year. Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be amazing again. Um, and I'm with you with Micah Parsons. I think Micah Parsons is unbelievable and unbelievable. So that's my two. Yeah, I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Steve, is it a clean sweep for Micah Parsons? And who's also your offensive player of the year? Uh, so offensive player of the year, I'm going to agree with Luke. I think Jamar Chase. I think this is one of him. Him and Jefferson run it back all season. And it's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, I think Chase just edges it. It's all going to be down with those two as to which quarterback stays fit. As long as both quarterbacks stay fit, that will go right away pretty much down in the last game. But Chase, for me, should win it. Defensive rookie, uh, defensive player of the year is going to be Miles Garrett. Um, he swings a helmet like a frisbee. It's terrifying. Um, he's due the award. It, and it has to be him. Because honestly, if it's Micah Parsons, Cowboys fans won't stop talking about it for years. Even if they win nothing, they'll be like, we had the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, but you still lost like you do every year. Uh, I think sad, I think, I not not for me sadly, but I think for a lot of fans, they may, I think they may still do something in the next few years. I think they're, they might end that NFC Championship appearance drought at some point in the next four years. Um, but McCarthy's in charge, so who knows. Um, MVP, back with you, Steve, for your MVP award winner. It's a really short sentence. It's like um, Patrick Mahomes. Is, uh, do, do I need to justify that one to anyone? <laughs> no, Absolutely not. Okay, cool. In which case, let's move on. Uh, let's be honest, though. Um, Alan will choke. Two will get concussed. 
Hutch will probably outplay everybody, but still not win it because he's not the poster boy for football these days. Mahomes is. So Mahomes will win it. And then for you, Luke? Mahomes as well. Yeah. No brainer, to be honest. Well, it's not a clean sweep. I've not gone for Mahomes. Um, oh, my God. I've oh. gone for a guy purely because of the regular season award and his division will make him look good. I've gone for Trevor Lawrence as my MVP winner. I think he's played play walking the same kind no of thing that Josh did. Just you wait till my other one's coming up in a minute. But I, I think that he'll be, it's again, it's a war done in the regular season, not the postseason. You're playing against Texans and Colts twice a year. I think that'll make his stats look good. And I think that he'll have, you know, he's got Calvin Ridley in now. He mentioned it before. We've got, he's got great receiver room. I think that he will elevate his game once again. And I think he'll win that MVP award. Um, now, this is where it gets really spicy. I'm looking forward to you hearing one of my predictions now. We're going to give our AFC champion and our NFC champion. Um, so, AFC-wise, I have picked the New York Jets, which painted to say it. Uh, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm really into the hype. And I think... I think the Chiefs, I think the Bengals will beat the Chiefs in the divisional round. I think the Bengals will be the team they face in the conference championship game. Like just in the Jets will just edge it because I think it's just, it's their year. They've gone all in, like the Buccaneers, like the Rams. They've got the callback and I think they're going to do it once again and repeat the trend that's been going on in recent years. Um, Luke, for you, who's winning the AFC? I'm going to say the Chiefs, actually. I'm going to say the Chiefs because I, I just still think they're too good. I still think so. Um, and they've been over the course many, many times. And Andy Reid, you can't, you know, he's a great coach. He really is. So I'm still going to say the Chiefs. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. They've been in five straight AFC title games. Mahomes has yet to play a playoff game on the road. So, yeah, that yeah. shows how good they've been the last five years. Um, Steve, for your AFC winner. Uh, before I start that, I just want to say it's clearly 4.20 in the Davies household if he thinks the Jets are winning that the JFC Championship. Just you wait till my next one. Just you wait till my NFC. Oh, good Just God almighty. Uh, no, it's the Chiefs. <laughs> it's like, it's the best quarterback in football. It's probably arguably one of the top three coaches in football. It's a team that just finds a way to win. The Chris Jones thing is a distraction, but everything else about that team is just, it's what you need in a team that wins. Um, the Chiefs are just gonna they're just gonna they're gonna go and do exactly the same as they did last year, all the way to the Super Bowl, um, and a home field advantage all the way there as well. Mm-hmm. Speaking with you, Steve, who will they play in the Super Bowl? Who's gonna win the NFC? Uh, I'm going for a repeat. Uh I'm going for the Eagles. I can't see any reason why I wouldn't. I mean, I look at the team from last season, I look at what we added to it. Uh, we made a better team, we kept the coaching staff intact, we lost our offensive coordinator. Uh, who, as I said, have fun there in uh, down in, in Arizona. Um, but there's just there's nothing about the team. And we what we've improved uh, with the the draft is we've improved the pass rush, which kind of last season was great, and this season should be superb. Um, and when you can get to the quarterback as quick as we can, you know you can slow them down on offense. We have a supremely high powered offense that we kept intact from last year. It's always running back by committee, but the addition of DeAndre Swift is a real. You know, I think that's a real upgrade on Miles Sanders. Uh, I just can't see any reason why the Eagles shouldn't win it. Okay, and then for you, Luke, who's taken Chiefs in your Super Bowl matchup? Who's winning the NFC? I'm going for the 49ers, actually. And the reason I'm going for the 49ers is I like the way they play, and I think McCaffrey is a difference maker. I really think he's unplayable. He's a Swiss Army knife in terms of players. 
Um, so I, I just think Shanahan is going to have the edge there. Sorry, Steve, but I, I really like the 49ers this year. I think they're, they're going to show how good they are. And, and defensively, they're really good as well. So, uh, you know, I've, I've got a good feeling about them this year. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I think that, I mean, I think McCaffrey could be, I think along with Jefferson, the biggest threat to that long drought of a quarterback not winning mm. an award for the MVP. I mm. think that, you know, he showed he can do it both ways. And he was a difference maker when he came in. And I think give him a full season, I think that he's certainly, this is why in fancy drafts, he's going either one or two overall for that reason alone. I think he's, um you know, really important for that team. And I think now he's no, no, no longer the bell cow like he was in the Panthers, where he was using every down. They've got a lot more guys around him. I think he's excelled. He's not been injured yet, which is something he's not had. He had, sorry, for his whole time in towards the end in the Carolinas. So, yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna do something good. Mm. Go on, Steve. Just, just a final thought on that. I mean, look, so if you're predicting the, the Niners, you're saying that the Niners can beat the Eagles in the championship game. I mean, I get there were some issues last season with like injuries and such for the Niners, but do you honestly think even at full strength that Niners team can beat the Eagles in the championship game? Yes, absolutely. In a one-game scenario, anything can happen. I, like I said, I think McCaffrey's a difference maker. I don't think DeAndre Swift is actually as good as you think. So okay. You I actually I agree I with that. I, I agree with that. Championship game, but I, I don't think you win it, honestly. I don't think you win it. Uh, I love the last time there was a back-to-back safety ball. Maybe it would have been the Cowboys-Bills back in that four-game stretch they had. Maybe it was that. I can't think of there's been none, certainly in yeah. my lifetime, repeat Super Bowls. So I think it may take a lot. And also, Javon Hargrave has gone on the other side. I think the Niners could capitalise on that. Um, but for my, here we go, I've been planning this for months. I've been, it's been in my head for about four months now. I put £10 on it back in May. Now, this team is going to beat the Niners in the divisional round. And they're going to beat the Eagles in the championship game. My team to win the NFC is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh come on! Just let that brew in for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly, I mean, I'm surprised your house hasn't been raided. There's that many drugs there, Andy. Honestly, <laughs> what? Give a little bit of reason before, and I did allude to it. Now, but Jefferson winning player player of the year. I've got Addison winning rookie of the year, and I think that you know. Everyone's talking about the defence, but I think Brian Flores, I mentioned before, he is an excellent defensive coach. He had, he had a good spell with Miami on the defence side of things and a really good spell with the Patriots, a defensive coordinator. So I think that having him in will make actually the team better than people think. Their defence is getting a lot of, a lot of, for me personally, a lot of um, this series, a lot of uh, unfair stick. And I think there's still some good players there. You've got Byron Murphy's come in. You've got Harrison Smith is still there. You know, you've got, um, Andrew Booth, one of the one of the draft picks. I think he's a this year or last year. I think it's a good, good. I think it's obviously it's not the best defense in the world, but I think that even if the defense goes from being, I think they were thirtieth last year, even if they go towards maybe being the fifteenth or sixteenth best, add that in with you know Kirk Cousins throwing to Jefferson and Addison and you know KJ Osborne and Madison as number one back. I don't think that's probably that weakness, but you know Hawkinson as a tight end. I think it's a really good offense. I think the defense, you know, could let them down, but I think with Flores there, I think he's going to really elevate their game. And you know, if I don't say it, I'll regret it. If, if I don't say it now and I go on to make the Super Bowl, I'll regret it forever. So I've got to have it on record that I've said this. So yeah, Vikings is going to win it, but ultimately they will lose to the Jets in my Super Bowl prediction. The Jets are going to win it, which again pains to say it. I think Rodgers will get his second Super Bowl ring and his second Super Bowl MVP and he will win it and end, what's it now, 50, 
two years of hurt it'll be, I think, at that point. So I think the Jets will, unfortunately, take home the crown. Um, Luke, you're, obviously yours is the Niners against the Chiefs. Who's going to ultimately win the Super Bowl? Well, given that I think Mahomes is going to be MVP, then I think it's going to be the Chiefs, right? That's just, that's it. And, and they were good last year. You know, they, they, oh. uh, they, were, they, they, um, and it was an amazing performance by Hurts in, in, in the game. But Mahomes showed why he's so good and, and he's unplayable, really. He's unplayable. So I think they'll win it again. And then Steve, and now, is it, is it obvious, is Steve going to go to the Eagles or is he going to go to the Chiefs? It is the 2024 Revenge Tour. Um, it is the season where we kind of make up for that underwhelming performance in the Super Bowl last year. Um, right from the outset, we're going to come out, come out hot, get on to Mahomes, uh, more importantly. And the secondary is going to do its job this year. Um, and we are going to see an Eagles uh, Super Bowl win. And with that, you retire Jason Kelsey, you retire Brandon Graham, you retire Fetcher Cox, and they'll all go out in the sunset. Which is what they deserve. Absolutely. I think they're Eagles legends. We mentioned it a bit on the Eagles podcast we did, but I think those those three players especially deserve a lot of a lot of love from Eagles fans. So yeah, should be an exciting season. Um and yeah, looking forward to it a lot. Um and we will obviously post you know, all our predictions via graphic on our socials. So do if you haven't listened to the podcast, you'll be able to find it on our socials anyway. But in the meantime, um just thank you, Luke and Steve, for coming on once again. You're welcome, mate. It was good fun. Thanks for having us on. And yeah, we'll look forward to having, of course, once again, throughout the season, weekly game previews, game reviews, and also leading on to the Super Bowl, which will be this year, or next year, I should say, in Vegas. But in the meantime, this has been the Across the Pod NFL podcast. I've been host Andy, this has been Luke and Steve, and we will see you guys 